How's everyone doing? It's summertime. Some of you are really happy about that. Others are going, oh, here we go. The Perth summer just goes on and on and on. It just keeps giving. And of course, we are now into the, the countdown to Christmas. So I'm sure for a lot of us, it's exciting. We love summertime. We love the time of being outdoors a little bit more, barbecues uh, just a couple of weeks ago. I went to the service station, got a, a new big uh, bottle of gas for the barbecue, starting to do barbecues at night. And uh, perhaps some of you linger down, you know, go down the beach, down the river, what have you. It, it's a wonderful time. And no doubt, even in a group this size and in our community, this isn't an easy time of the year. It's a stressful time. It's a time where fight, some of the family dynamics uh, sort of come to the surface and sometimes they're ugly. <laughs> and so we just need to be aware that uh, that whole thing of we need to rejoice with those who rejoice and we also need to weep with those who are weeping because not everyone is going, hoo-hoo, it's Christmas. I do have a message that is a message that will help prepare us for Christmas and it addresses an issue of life that we are all confronted with, and that is the issue of delays. Delays. Delays are an inevitable part of life. There are times we have rain delays. If you like your sport, you might be wanting to watch Wimbledon or maybe uh, test cricket. And, and it could be on a, a Saturday afternoon, you've got a little bit of free time, you've been busy all week, you haven't been able to watch the cricket and you think, oh, I'm just going to turn on the cricket just for maybe half an hour and you turn it on and you're looking, Alan Border's batting. <laughs> there's, some, there's something wrong there, <laughs> you know, and then you're, oh, it's a rain delay, they're showing some match, you know years ago, and it's just like, oh, you know, rugby players, we pray, you know, they play in the rain, soccer players, even though they often take a dive, uh, they play in the rain, but you know, something about cricket, no, we, we have uh, rain delays. But a delay that's uh, been in the news quite a bit lately, and may, maybe some of you have experienced that sort of delay, are flight delays. Ever gone to Bali? <laughs> Ever been in Bali and try to get home? Well, there's a number of people who are stranded. One of them is a good friend of mine, Hayden Glass. He's uh, a red frogger and he's, had, uh, he's brought a team to Rottnest, you know, busy, busy, busy. And now let's go to Bali, busy, busy, busy. And he can't get home. And for some of you thinking, yeah, you know, a fantastic delay in Bali. It's a bit different when you're a father with two young children and I'm sure his wife is saying, you need to come home. But it, it is uh, somewhat of an inconvenience. It was... July last year, our family decided, let's go to Bali. We've been a couple of times, and July is a great time to go to Bali. You know, it's sort of cold and everything here, and then you just know within three hours or so, it's just, yeah, board shorts, singlets, and it's just uh, fantastic, and maybe a bin tang or two. But um, I do remember last year, you know, Bags are packed and I'm ready to go. Da, 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 da. And, you know, some of you don't know that song. I'm leaving on a jet plane. And, uh, but any, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're all set to go. And, you know, it, it, flights from, to Bali often leave really ridiculous times in the morning. The advantage is when you get there in Bali, you still got a lot of the day. So anyhow, we got there, I don't know, five in the morning 
park the car at long-term parking, you know, then you catch the bus to the terminal, then you do the line-up, you know, check in your bags, you know, passport, passport. Yes, brought the passports. Then you go up the escalator, or if you're really fit, you, you walk up the stairs, and then you've got about two hours to kill. And you know, we've all got different routines. Some people just sit and look at their phones, even if it's five in the morning. I, I like to go to where all the men's fragrances are and just, you know, Aramis, woohoo, try that. And, oh, Polo, yeah, I don't know, just something to do. And, you know, you might um, eat some food, you know, get... It's really interesting when you see guys drinking beer at five in the morning, I don't get that. But anyhow, you've got time to kill and you know, oh wow, half an hour to go, oh, we're gonna be in Bali, can't wait. We'll go to this spot, we'll do this, we'll go to this restaurant. And then there's delay, delay, delay. It's like, oh, the announcements, you know, the, the, the apologies and you think, oh God, great, great delay. And then uh, an hour goes past, and uh, sorry, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to inform you that the flight has been cancelled. You can't cancel a flight. Like, we're, 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 someone is staying in a home looking after our neurotic dog, so we can't go back home. And so we had to go to a hotel in Perth. Woohoo! You know, I always wanted to do that. The worst thing is, I got board shorts and a t shirt. What are you going to do all day? So anyhow, we walked around Perth, board shorts, <laughs> yeah, flight delay. Yeah, okay, right, you're not crazy. Anyhow, sort of eventually you get back the next day and the flight was delayed again, but eventually, eventually you're on the plane and you finally make it. And you think about delays, you think whatever the delays they are, it leads to anxiety, stress, uh, sometimes discouragement, uh, frustration, even a bit of resentment. Because I can remember last year, really needed that time, every one of those days in Bali. It wasn't a great year, it wasn't a year I would like to repeat, but having this little window, we were looking forward to it for weeks, and you finally get to the airport, we're ready, we're ready, I'm gonna to go to Old Man's in the afternoon and hire a surfboard, it's a really great break if you like surfing. And you had it all worked out, Finn's Beach afterwards, for you know, this little restaurant, and, and you're in Perth for a couple of days, in the winter. So what's under the frustration? Why do we get so irritated? And if I'm, and if we're really honest, it's entitlement. I deserve better than this. Really. This is a real inconvenience. Um, this is wasted time. I'm a very important person and my time is precious. I've got this little break and I'm gonna spend a day of it in my city in a hotel wearing bodies and T-shirts in July. That is ridiculous. But what if delays are our master teacher? Could it be that there is another way at looking at delays? And we're gonna finish our time this morning with the ultimate brain hack. I'm gonna teach you a brain hack that you're not gonna master the first time you're in a delay, but if it's something that we, we sort of practice time and time again, there will be a shift in our private world. So why am I talking about delays today as we head off and make our way to Christmas. 
It's because we sometimes forget that this great spectacle of Christmas, prophetic dream, a miraculous conception, the birth of the Saviour of the world followed a delay. And not a delay, it took Moses, Joseph and Mary, you know, some time to fall pregnant. No, it got nothing to do with that. We're talking about hundreds and thousands of years of delay. Have you ever thought of why was Jesus born during the time he was born? Why wasn't he born 200 years earlier or maybe a few hundred years later? And obviously if he was born today, it just wouldn't work because he wouldn't need much faith because we would have all these video cams, everyone would be taking selfies in Bethlehem. Ooh, you know, you don't really, you won't need much faith. Oprah would be there doing interviews, you know, Ellen, the whole, you know, it just, it would just be this amazing media uh, thing. No, 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 no. We read in Galatians chapter four, verse four, but when the set time had fully come, God sent his son. When the set time, the time that God always had in his mind, eternity passed. Not when people were moaning and groaning, oh, for goodness sake, okay, Jesus, now's the time. No, he waited to the appointed time for him to send his son. In other words, Jesus was born at exactly the right time, despite from human perspective, he was very late. If you look at the Old Testament, it is filled with hundreds and thousands of prophecies. In fact, they're all about the Messiah. His birth, his life, his death, his resurrection, his ascension and his second coming. You can go all the way to about 1440 BC and Moses, possibly when he was on Mount Sinai under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, he received a download from Holy Spirit of here is the Genesis account. And in this Genesis account, after the fall of the man and the woman in Genesis 3.15, Moses makes this reference that the Messiah will be born of a woman. Now, when you read that in certain translations, you think, that, that's not that ordinary because I don't know anyone who's born of a man. And all of the men said, amen. <laughs> what it really is referring to is the Messiah will come and he'll be born through the seed of a woman. And it's fulfilled in Matthew 1.20 and Galatians 4.4. In other words, in about 1440 BC, there is a prophecy that the Messiah is gonna come and he's gonna bypass the seed of a man virgin conception, and he will come as the Messiah. That's 1440. Get ready, world. 1440 BC, the Messiah's coming. Woohoo! 700 BC, Isaiah says, the Messiah is gonna come and he'll be born of a virgin. Ooh, back up from 1440, very good. 450 BC, during a really, not a very good time in Israel's history, a time of spiritual decline, Malachi, or if he was Italian, Malachi, he said, guys, I know things are bad. I know there've been hundreds of prophecies about the Messiah. He is coming, just, just hang on there. Hang in there, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming. They're probably thinking, yes, so is Christmas. Think about it. 
If you were to open your Bible, and you know, without, <laughs> you can't do this on your device, but if you go right to the end of the Old Testament, Malachi, on my Bible, it's one page, and I'm into Matthew. And it gives the impression there's like this little intermission, interlude, like you've ever saw Ben-Hur or Gone with the Wind. Some of you are way too, yeah, too young to remember that. But if you went to the movies and saw the original, it is so long, you actually have intermission. It's a toilet break. It's a time to get some more popcorn, more, you know, chock top ice creams, coffee, whatever it is. And you get the impression you know, he's talking about really, he's talking about John the Baptist going to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, the children to the fathers. Whoa, the prophet Elijah. It's actually John the Baptist. Woo-hoo. And then Matthew, whoa, it's a year later. No. We estimate that little gap is about 400 years. More delays. So you're thinking there've been these amazing prophecies, particularly this one, 450 BC, 50 years go by. A hundred years go by, no Messiah. In fact, not only no Messiah, no prophecies, no angelic visitations, no record of, of uh, the miraculous, no scripture, no written scripture. It appears God is silent or God is asleep. Like after the Old Testament, I'm really tired. But we know through history Something is happening underground. God is actually doing something behind the scenes, preparing for the fullness of time, preparing for the right time for the Messiah to come. Two things are happening. Number one, we have, and here's a little bit of ancient history. We have the reign of the Greek Empire, some 800 to 146 BC. Some of you might remember Alexander the Great. But during this reign of the Greek Empire, Greek thinking, uh, you know, Greek uh, culture, but the most significant thing was the Greek language. The Greek language became an international language of trade. So all of a sudden, people speaking other languages are learning Greek so they could trade between nations and nations. Hold that thought. After the Greek Empire, there was the Roman Empire, which Jesus was born into, 27 BC to about 476 AD. Through the Roman Empire, we have the building of bridges and a network of roads, like no other time in history. So during this perceived delay, nothing is happening God is getting the world ready so that the gospel message can spread rapidly because there's now an international language. There are now roads and bridges. You see, it appears that God is not in a hurry, that throughout the Scriptures, He does a lot of his best work after delays. You know, you you talk to Abraham and Sarah. They're elderly, she's barren. Hey, you're gonna have a child. But we're just gonna wait about 25 years. (laughs) 
Joseph, I'm giving you a dream. You're going to be prominent. Your brothers, your father are going to bow down to you. You're just going to have to wait 13 years and a lot of that time will be in prison. Moses, you are the appointed one. You are going to lead Israel out of captivity. You're just going to have to wait 40 years. Israel, you are going into the promised land, but you're going to wait 40 years. Paul, your your, uh, conversion was miraculous. I know you're ready to preach. You're going to have to wait 14 years. Jesus gets word, hey, your good friend Lazarus, it's not man flu, he is really, really, really sick. Okay, I'll wait a couple of days. I'll wait for him to die. There's something about delays. It's not an inconvenience. It's not a reason to be anxious or stressed or frustrated or resentful. And it's amazing that after 400 years of nothing, All of a sudden, an elderly couple, Zacharias and Elizabeth, um, prophetic dream, revelation, angelic visitation. Wow, we've got a child, John the Baptist. Six months later after her conception, Mary, virgin, pregnant, hello. It's amazing, we read in Matthew, it's like a suddenly. It just took 400 years. Suddenly, suddenly, prophetic dreams, Suddenly, miraculous conception, suddenly we've got John the Baptist, we've got Jesus Christ. God suddenly takes a long time. So what can we take away from this lesson, this delay before Christmas? Point number one, delay doesn't mean inactivity. From our perspective, it appears God wasn't doing anything. When Jesus didn't heal Lazarus straight away, it appears he was ignoring him. But there was a bigger picture. You see, we are living in a time that can be characterised by the word now. I want it now. I want that email now. I want to get fit now. I want to get guns and a six pack now. And we are so consumed with destination through social media. Wow, look at that person. Look at that business. Look at that marriage. I want it now. Yeah, but to get to that destination, there was, there was a journey. There was delays. Delay is inactivity. You might think, okay, once and for all, I'm gonna go on a diet. And how many of us after a week? Boring. Nothing's happened. Ah, but under the delay, Something is happening, even after one week. Maybe you haven't lost weight, but the very uh, anatomy of your gut is beginning to change. It's repairing itself. Toxic chemicals are leaving your body. We won't go into details how. Brain pathways are changing. You're no longer associating discomfort with, I need to eat. And within a week, two weeks, things are happening in your cells. The cells are changing. Your whole physiology is changing. Your psychology is changing. Everything is changing. You just don't see it. Something is happening in the delay. Can I talk to you now as a community? You have heard vision being cast about this church. Your pastors have a vision of the future. Well, where is it? 
Where is the growth? Where are the salvations? God is in the delay. We want our destination, but maybe we're not ready for our destination. So God needs to take us through a delay to do something deep and profound in each one of us. So by the time we get into our destination, we're a different people that He wants to strip things away from us. He wants to build in us. He wants to refine us. He wants us to trust His ways in order for us to get to that destination. Delay does not mean inactivity. Next point, God is not a people pleaser. For all of these centuries, He's been listening. Oh, why are I having a baby yet? You know, Abram, Sarah, come on, God, you said we're going to have a baby. God, I haven't got a baby. I haven't got a baby. Everyone else goes, she's got a baby. I don't have a baby. God, oh. And then he's got about two, three million people in the wilderness. We want to go back to Egypt. Yeah, we're better off in slavery. This isn't fair. Joseph in prison, maybe not, but you know, it just, all these people. And God's not going, oh, for goodness sake. It's just wait, wait. The destination is coming at the right time for the right reason. God is always on time. I do recall a little quote from Lord of the Rings. I think it was Gandalf. Wizard is never late. He's always precisely on time. Something like that. I've probably butchered the quote. <laughs> Someone knows word for word. <laughs> exactly how did it go? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but God is always on time. It's just that we think delays mean he's late, but no. After the delay, after the 400 years, he went, oh, right on time. You know, for God, a day is a thousand years. So if God's an hour late, we're in trouble. <laughs> Last point, delays are appointed times of testing. God isn't so much focused on the destination. He's actually focused on our hearts. And delays, it's not something, a lesson we can learn from a book. We learn it from life's experience. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My timing is superior to yours. If you can embrace the delay, something deep and profound will happen inside of you. That when you do get to the de destination, it's a different thing. You see, for God, his highest agenda for us is not our comfort. I'm sorry. For us it is, I really want to be comfortable. I want it now. I don't want to be stressed. I don't want to wait. And God's saying, it's almost like if delay was a colour, it would be green. That doesn't make sense. This will make sense. If delay was a food group, it would be vegetables. <laughs> green vegetables. It's not going to taste very nice, but it's good for you. Russell Sprouts? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Woo! Hello! <laughs> How many times 
Are we asking God, what are you waiting for? And God is saying, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for your heart. I'm waiting for a change of attitude. So here is the brain hack that I promise. For many of us, when we see and experience delay, our first emotion is resentment. I deserve better. Here is the brain hack. Go from resentment to wonder and curiosity. Rather than resenting the delay, ooh, I wonder what God is doing in the delay. God is at work. God is working underground. God is working behind the scenes. I'm praying for a breakthrough in our marriage. I'm praying for a breakthrough in our health. I'm praying for a breakthrough in our church. I'm praying for a breakthrough in the finances, breakthrough, delay. Ooh, I wonder what God is up to. 